entrepreneurs, are you trying to make bigger profits in your small business? Like many of us, I'm sure you're feeling it. Business is hard. Now more than ever, you need to have help in your business so that you not only survive, but thrive. I'm Marcia Reiner, a business strategist on a mission, and I've helped tons of small business owners to establish and implement a tangible plan that guarantees sustainable profitability and guides your growth. I want to share with you strategies that I've earned and learned with you today on Profit with a Plan podcast. I'm super excited to have my guest, Anthony Camacho, with me today. He's a motivational speaker, a best-selling author, and international sales coach. He's known as the Hitman, a nickname he earned from the not the gang life that he escaped as a teen, but his ability to turn cold into soul. Having worked with startups to up to $40 million small businesses, Anthony Camacho is a sales and performance mentor to everyday entrepreneurs as well as Fortune 500 companies. As the founder and creator of Top Producer Factory, Anthony has personally cold called millions of dollars in sales using techniques and strategies, which he freely shares from stage. A former Dale Carnegie coach and a certified sales coach through the Institute of Professional Excellence in Coaching, Anthony, only 39, has 20 years of experience in cold calling, generating new prospects and bringing new business, closing deals and managing sales teams. Working with corporate clients and executives and small business rock stars, Anthony has provided his expertise in United States, Australia, and Dubai delivering sales and leadership seminars and keynote talks. Based in Southern California, Anthony, wow, a father of four girls, yay, is a yogi and pursuing the lifestyle of Berkram yoga in his downtime. Welcome to the podcast, Anthony. <laughs> Welcome, Marcia. How are you? I am fabulous. Quite impressive. And four girls. You got it down, boy. <laughs> hey, well, the way you read that intro was the best I've ever heard it. I was like, can I just record this or just take you with me for the intro? Because that was perfect. I was on fire. Thank I'll you. I'll be your next, I'll be your next MC and enter you to the stage next time. No problem. Just hit me up. Oh, absolutely. You, I've seen you MC at various events and uh, you do a great job. You got great energy about you and people are just drawn to you. So well, thanks. Thanks. Well, uh, you know, I appreciate you coming on the podcast. We're at episode 70, so I'm really proud of that. As soon as I hit 100, I'm going to throw a big party. So you're right. You're right in the right place at, at the close to the top of that. But I wanted to talk to you today. Um, you've written a few books that are just really helpful in the sales arena, and your experience has truly shown fabulous skills um, and, and time in the sales. But your best-selling book, and I love this title, Your Amazing Itty Bitty Little Black Book of Sales. And in this particular sales book, you're talking about the 15 critical steps to power selling and unlocking your earning potential. What do you mean by power selling? Power selling isn't as dirty as it sounds or as aggressive as it sounds. You know, uh, people um, that are not in sales, you know, they look at salespeople and they're like, Oh, you know, dirty, sleazy kind of, you know, people. But, you know, the way I train my sales professionals and entrepreneurs is you can be tenacious without being, you know, um, aggressive or annoying or too persistent. Right. So 
the the new age of of power selling of what I like to call is becoming more informative. And the more inf- information you give your customers, the better decision they can make to buy. So it's not so much to be aggressive about the sale. It's about being aggressive of how you can help. I love it. I love it. Nobody wants pushy, aggressive salespeople. You are so right on that one. So <laughs> I love the word that you said, tenacious. That's a great word because that's saying that you're just, you're driven and you're, you're not going to give up and you're, you're, you're going to go after what you want, right? Do you have a better definition for, for tenacity? Um, the definition is remove hesitation from your everyday life. Remove hesitation mm. from your sales calls. Remove hesitation from your presentations. Remove hesitation from what you want to do, from what you want to achieve. So it really comes down to your mindset. And that little seed behind the mindset is removing hesitation. The majority of sales and, and deals that are blown are because you have already eliminated the sale in your mind before you even started and engaged. Mm. So. Mm. Powerful, right? So, you know, I think, I think the other thing that we constantly do is we get into our own head, like you said, and we, we cause the problems or we, we try to over, oversell or over analyze the situation. And I think that that hurts us. Don't you agree? Absolutely. It's the, again, the, the, the battle is one in the mind. The sale is one in the mind. So if you're second guessing yourself over and over analyzing the, the best advice I can give to any sales professional entrepreneur or fortune 100 company is go out there, be genuine, be human, have some fun, smile, Talk to the prospect that you want to do business with and don't be so uptight, but just be yourself and be genuine and be um, open to meeting their needs and helping them. And the way we do that is by asking questions, creating, um, have it ready in your briefcase or have it ready to go, a line of questions of things that are important to that customer. That way you can align your product program or service, whatever you're selling with their needs. You can't properly do that until you go into discovery. Love that. Love that. And, and that mindset is, is truly important. So talk to me about some of the discovery questions that you go through or, or how you, how you go after the client in a way to solve their problems where it's not sounding like, Oh, question number four is, and let me write that (laughs) down. And question number five is, you know, how do you, how do you do that? It's really all in the delivery um, you can use a method, what I call coach to close, where you can do one or t- it just depends on how you deliver it. So I, I would say if I was talking to you, Marcia, Marcia, you know, I really want to make the most of our time and I want to waste your time. Is it okay if I have a pen and a pad and I may ask you a couple of questions? If you ask, you know, gently like that, it's fine. As opposed to, um, I'm going to write this down, you know, so it just depends on your delivery. Or when you get really good, you just memorize it mm. and you know exactly where you're going. You should always have a uh, process of discovery with your client, with your prospects, really. So first, you want to understand what their current situation is. That's the first important thing. What is their current situation? Mm-hmm. And you want to know what is the desire that they want? What is the desire? And then what is the thing that's holding them back from their desire? Ooh, get and, then, and then the reward. What's going to be the reward for attaining their desire? 
And then what you do is then you align your product program or service. But you have to understand where they're currently at, where they want to get to, what's holding them back. What is it that's holding them back? Is it money? Is it, is it some type of resource? Is it, is it a mental um, limiting belief? So you have to go into those discoveries. And actually, a barrier could be any one of those things, a limiting belief, lack of resources, lack of money, lack of people, whatever. But you just right. have to understand where they're at. And then you will do the product alignment. So that is first and foremost, the most important thing um, to getting the information to go into discovery. So you can really help your, your, your prospect as opposed to just guessing and throwing everything up at the wall, right? And seeing what's uh, going to stick. <laughs> yeah, that spaghetti method just does not work. It really doesn't. And I think um, when you're, when you're if, if you take a step back before you're even selling, and you have this conversation or you, you do your own discovery and you find out who that ideal client is and what their common problems are. And you're, you're not just, you know, a shotgun approach and shooting at everybody uh, on the street. I, I have a, I have a, um, a, a funny comment that that's like a dentist who says, yeah, I help anybody who has teeth. Well, that's not an <laughs> ideal client, right? Because we all should have teeth. Um, you know, you want to find out, okay, I help, um, I help, uh, patients that have, um, lost a tooth and we do the implants on it. So it's very specific. And you start to, before you even go into the discovery, you already know that that ideal client has a problem, a common problem that you already solved. So you've done that homework before you even get into the sales situation. And then your discovery on the sales can be more pointed to what their real problem is and finding out and more, I guess, more of a confirmation rather than a discovery, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. You're right yeah. on point. <laughs> well, I've been, I've been studying and looking and, and searching and forgive my camera. This is kind of crazy here. So I sit in front of a window and the morning sun is coming in. So there, let's just adjust it and leave just a few polka dots on my face rather than the, the whole stripes. But, <laughs> you know, here we go. It's, 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 it's natural TV. Um, so, yeah, it's, uh, I, think, I think that's the magic. Um, and I've, talk, I've spoken to guests in the past and we've tried to figure out, you know, when you get to the sales solution and you're sitting there across from the client and you're presenting your, your opportunity to them, it, it shouldn't be the it shouldn't be the first time that they've heard the sales opportunity, right? There should have been a whole lot of work done in the in prior to getting there, right? Absolutely. And I'm glad that you pulled that up because that's absolutely imperative. What you need to do when you're prospecting is to fi figure out who you want, who's your target market and prospect that target market. But you want to create touch points. And all those touch points create what I call mental market share. Mm. Yeah, mental like mar yeah, so the mental market share is really what's going to create that rapport, the familiarity. And really, you want the customer or the prospect to ask themselves, why am I not doing business with Anthony Camacho? You know, he's made multiple touch points. He's been not pushy, but he's been tenacious. He's been mm -hmm. consistent, persistent mm -hmm. and consistent. And you know what? I, I, I want to hear what he has to say. But then after you do your sales pitch, you may want to provide in your discovery, you may want to provide what would be the best method for them to purchase from you. Make so it you, easy for them, right? You want to make everything as turnkey as possible, as no-brainer as possible, as win-win as possible. 
Therefore, it makes it a no-brainer for them to say yes to doing business with you. And then you may have to do follow-up. We're all, we're all busy and we're all professionals. And even the things that we need sometimes, we don't really jump on it because we're busy or it's not the highest priority. It's something that we need to do, something we need to buy, attain, but yet it's not yet at the very high priority. So therefore, creating those touch points with your prospects to get them to, to follow up so they can buy super, super imperative. Wow. That's, that's a real big aha. Cause a lot of times when people um, will go into the sales position and they'll make their offer and their client doesn't buy that time, they think it's over <laughs> failure. They're done. This was a waste of time. Shoot myself in the head. This didn't work, but it's not, it's not necessarily. No, it's not yet or not right this second. And that follow-up is certainly key. I think that that's, that's a missing piece that a lot of salespeople forget. It's a huge, it's a huge, huge component. And this is a statistical fact in the U.S., not my statistic, but you can Google it, that um, 80% of deals are closed on the 12th contact. 12? 12? Wow. And, and most sales professionals, most people that are entrepreneurs that follow anybody that follows up for a sale, that um, 50% will drop off after the second try. Wow. And then, and then the, the other sad part is that we don't, we don't record or log. So who are, who are your greatest prospects, right? Mm-hmm. You want to be talking to people every single month, getting people into your pipeline. You want fresh, new blood, so to speak, fresh new people to speak to every single month. And then some of them are going to pop off right away, but then you should have a, another list of your highest potential deals. Right. And those are the ones you want to start creating um, the 12 points of contact. Now, 12 Ooh. points of contact would be a text message, an email, a phone call, um, a visit, an in-person visit or a Zoom meeting, whatever you can, whatever you can muster. But what you're doing there is creating that familiarity. You're creating that mental market share. So you, they may be seeing you more than who they're doing business with currently. Right. So I, don't, I don't even see my. I don't even see my my gal or my my guy. But I see Anthony coming in here all the time. You know, you know he's, he's, he says hello. And what are some easy follow up points? Um, beginning of the week. Hey, you know, just. Wanted to wish you and your business a, a successful work week. If it's Friday, hey, just wanted to wish you um, a, a happy weekend, great weekend. You know, we have 12 points of contact every single month because every single month of the year, there is a holiday. So there's what's coming up right now. Um, we're uh, in Labor Day. Labor Day, right? Hey, just wanted to wish you and your sales staff a happy Labor Day, happy selling. What's in September? You know, we got back to school, October, we got Halloween, November, we got Thanksgiving, Christmas, so on and so forth. So there's always a reason to stay visible without that pushy um, uh, sales. You know, people can tell if you're just all about closing the deal. Love it. Yeah. One of the things, one of the things that I learned um, from one of my big mentors um, was to, uh, when you're marketing, it's not always the ask. It's the give, 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 or in your case, touch, 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 ask, touch, 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 ask, and, and do it 
I think that that's a gentler way of doing it because like you said, you're touching them, you're being, you're, you're putting yourself in their mind and you're reminding them gently that you're here and you, you're going to be here for the long run and you've provided the value in any of your opportunities once you get to the closing or you've given a little step, whether it's social media marketing or, or whatever you're doing, you're giving value to showcase that you know what you're doing and then you don't ask all the time, but you have to ask. I know there's the flip side of that, that people will go on and they'll, they'll give, 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 and they'll do, 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 but they never ask. <laughs> yeah. So what you'll want to do is um, even in your touch points, um, you can do a little asking, you know, um, depending Ooh, on, it, really de- it depends on the interaction, right? So if you got to the point, if you can get to the point in that sales process out of those 12 contacts where you can do a presentation within the first three contacts to five, mm-hmm. then, then if you do your presentation, then you can start asking, ah, asking for the business. And if they're unsure, you will continue to ask until they give you a no. And then when they give you the no, ask them why and, mm-hmm. and say, oh, that, that makes sense or whatever. But you want to continue to go back in there. And this is something that I do is I, I have more than one um, product of how you can mm. do business with me. Nice. So what I'll do is I'll go in with um, one particular product and present if I need to. And then say, hey, this month, this next month, hey, I'm doing a special promo for this. And the next month, there's a special deal for that. Or I'm just working on this particular Thing for sales managers or this just for salespeople. So you can even create touch points to seed in the other products, programs, or services that you, that you actually have. How do you feel about um, going in with the, um, the everything? So the Mac Daddy, the big offer that you have, and you start with the Mac Daddy, and then when they give you a little bit of pushback, you come in with the smaller offer or the uh, portion of the Mac daddy. Does that make sense? No, no, absolutely. Again, that would depend on the discovery that you had when I, mm-hmm. and when, you know, asking what, what are they currently at? What are their, what are they trying to attain? What's the barriers you want to be able to create your offer based around that discovery based upon those interviewing questions. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I, I would always, um, it's, it's easier to sell high first and then go low as opposed to coming in low and then selling high. Trying, trying to go for the high one. Um, yeah. Is there anything that we shouldn't do? I mean, is there anything that is like, oh my gosh, here's, here's the one thing that you should never do when you're in a sales situation and, and presenting your offer? Well, the, the main thing is you should never guess. <laughs> okay. That's, that's, you should never guess. Um, I would say that. I mean, you, you want to go in there somewhat prepared. You don't have to like stress your, your brain out about it and be like, oh my God, but I don't know this answer. And I don't know, you know, get some decent information to go in because you're going to get more information as you're having that conversation. And when you want to make your offer or present, you should have an arsenal of things ready to go in your mind or printed out, ready to go. Therefore, you can either hand it over or be able to say, whatever you need to say, it's going to be in alignment with their needs. But yeah. I would just say that. Just don't guess. Just do, do a little bit of homework, you know, you know yeah. not a ton, 
but just come, just come prepared. Come prepared. Yeah. One of my one of my old mentors used to say, you used to have you need to have a filing cabinet, a mental filing cabinet of if they say this, go pull out this form or right. this product and or and, and if they say this here's the answer here and you just have this mental filing cabinet with the answers to the solutions um how do you address um how do you address the what i feel to be the worst answer you could ever get from a prospect maybe or maybe i yeah the the answer maybe how do you address that because if, in my mind i think you should you should strive for either a clear no or a clear yes right um, and no doesn't always mean no forever. It's no right now. Um, but how do you get those? Well, let me think about it or um, let me talk to my, you know, spouse or partner or whatever it is, or, or let me, you know, right. Uh, they're, they're wishy-washy. How do you, how do you address that and get around that? Um, always by being empathetic towards the prospect when they say maybe, and you say that that's completely fine if you don't mind me asking so I can do some homework for you, what are those maybes and let them tell you what those maybes are. And obviously they want to think about it, or maybe it's a stall, but at the very least get the information of what those maybes are, Mm -hmm. put them in the filing cabinet or write them down and just say, Hey, next time I'm in the area or sometime next week, I will have some answers for you regarding this. Gotcha. And, and, and what you're doing is you're creating the touch point, but you're also not pigeonholing, pigeonholing them into another date. Cause maybe mm-hmm. you, maybe they're not ready for that yet. So, but if you put it lightly so they can expect it, you just seed it in their mind that sometime next week, I may give you a call and, and I'll have some, give me some time. Let me do some homework on this. Let me see what I can do for you. Okay. So with their maybes, you say, well, you know what? Okay. Let me see what I can do for you. And I'll get a hold of you, you know, maybe next week or in the next couple of weeks, and we can talk about it then. So if you so, keep it light and open, you, so what you want to do is keep it open. Yeah, I love that idea of of setting the stage that the expectation that I'll call you again and I'll come back with some answers. I find that sometimes um, I look at maybe I didn't provide enough value for them. Maybe I didn't solve the problem that's really, truly um, their problem right now. And um, that's what often I take as a maybe is that I haven't given the right solution or provided enough value. Um, I like the idea asking the questions, though, as to why do you think, you know, you're holding off at this moment? And then they start to squirm and dance. And, yeah, well, you know, I got to I got to do this or, you know, whatever. But trying to get that honest answer out of them, um, I think, is the hard part. I think what you, yeah, it is. And, and sometimes you need to, um, in the discovery, you need to go into the pain point mm-hmm. and you have to rebuttal to them what their pain point is. And you have to let them know that whatever product program or service you're providing is, is more value than their pain point. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it may be um, a financial issue. So therefore, mm-hmm. you want to be able to create different types of financing for them, you know, different ways for them that you can work with them, you know, to, to yeah. make it affordable, so to speak, if that's the case. And, and sometimes it's just not going to be the right fit, mm-hmm. you know, and that's okay. And that's okay, too. Yeah, like I think and- I'd much rather hear the no um, 
rather than the, let me, I'm afraid to say no. So let me say maybe, or I don't know, or yeah, you know, the dance, that kind of thing, you know, having that clear answer, you know, the worst thing I think I've ever experienced is, is chasing after the, the person that was a no all along, but he was just afraid to say no. Right. Right. And I think if you go into your discovery, you can get a clear picture if his pain point is great enough for you to pursue him or her. Good point. Good point. So if the pain point isn't, isn't clear, if they're not even clear about their pain point, then it's probably a product that they don't really need. Unless you, unless you really, unless you really, you know, create the pain point in your selling process, but you don't want to do that either. (laughs) Yeah, that, that's a good point. I was going to say, you know, um, what do you do with those that don't realize that that's their pain point, you know, and, and I think you just answered it, you know, when you come in, I was, I was told a long time ago that you really shouldn't waste your time educating the client on the fact that they have this pain point, that you should just go spend your time with clients that realize that they have the pain point, you know, that percentage of where they are in their buying cycle and understanding that, um, that you really shouldn't waste your time down, you know, educating people. Oh, you need this because rather than, um, just going after the folks that, that have that need already. What, what are your thoughts on that? My thought would be leave a seed and just say, you know, ask them some thought-provoking questions that will make them realize that they may have a problem there and say, hey, I'll check in with you, you know, next quarter. Okay. Yeah, because you got to keep the pipeline going. You know, you got to have people in in that buying cycle. Um, yeah. Do you? Uh, I, I I found that out uh, a few years ago that there are there's that that tri- uh, pyramid of buying cycles. That there's a small percentage at the top that are actually there. They've got the mindset. They're looking for you. They want you, or not you, but they want. They're looking for a solution for their problem. And those are a smaller percentage, but they're the ones that are ready to buy right now. And, and to fill your pipeline with, with those and the second level that um, they're not looking yet, but they know that they have this problem. And then the third tier is they don't realize that they have the problem, but they're, they're finding the troubles with it. And I know I'm probably butchering this pyramid uh, explanation uh, <laughs> pretty bad. But, um, but yeah, there's the, those four or five cycles of, of where the buyer is in their mindset with relation to the problem that you can solve. Okay, so I'm going to give you a secret to that, okay? Perfect. So sales is a numbers game. Sales is all about percentages, right? And so that pyramid that you're speaking of, you're saying that at the very top, and as it goes down that pyramid, that there is that type of consumer where they're at in the buying process. Mm -hmm. So in my humble opinion, what I would do is increase that top percentage Hmm. because the buying cycle of a person is always going to be the same wherever Hmm. they're at. I need it right now. Eh, I'm not sure this could wait. And then a definite no, but we do know that there is a fact that there is a percentage at the very top that wants to buy. So what do we do? We increase that percentage. How do we do that? By creating more prospects, brand awareness, talking to more people, putting more people into our pipeline. So the more people you put in the top of that pyramid, the greater percentage you are going to have to to sell. Perfect. 
Love it. And I, th- and I think it is a numbers game. I've heard people say, well, you know, it is a numbers game, but you can, you can get your percentages higher or you can do tricks or you can, you can learn the, the buying signals or the, 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 the code of the buyer and all these other kind of tricks. But when it all comes down to it, it's how many people are you talking to and presenting to on a consistent basis will result in how many sales you have coming down the line. Absolutely. And to kind of just, you know, share uh, a little bit of like a fun fact. I'm, I'm sure people have heard of Babe Ruth, right? Mm-hmm. Played for the Yankees. He was the home run king of all time. Like he was one of the first home run kings, right? Meaning that he hit the ball out of that field more than anybody else. But you know what they never talk about? That he has the greatest strikeout record more than anybody else. Wow. What does that tell you? That tells you that if you don't even get up to the plate to swing, you're not even going to, you're not even going to hit the ball. So therefore you as sales professionals, business owners, entrepreneurs, we have to constantly swing that bat, meaning Mm -hmm. we have to constantly be in front of customers and use a multitude of revenue streams to bring new customers in. Social media, email, text message, phone calls, in-person visits, Zoom. Those are all the mediums to get people in front of you, in front of your business. And Mm -hmm. you're doing a phenomenal job, Marcia. That's what you're doing with this platform. So I congratulate you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, um, I agree. I think, you know, you don't realize that, that in order to score, you have to hit it, right? You have to hit the ball. Uh, or in my case, hit the puck. Um, so you have to, you have to hit, you have to swing and you have to, you have to go after it. But then in order to get it out of the park, you have to miss a bunch, you know, or you will miss a bunch on there. Um, and I think it just becomes your skill set and, and to increase the numbers that you have in there. How does someone increase their skill set? in sales and you talked about the discovery and I know you have a great program that teaches this skill set, but how does one look to increase their skill set? Okay. So the the main thing is I'll I'll say this so that everybody can hear this. There is no tricks. Okay. (sighs) There's no magic pill. (laughs) There's no tricks. There's no shortcuts. There's no diet magic pill. It really comes down to your mindset of removing hesitation it comes down to persistency of getting in front of people, okay? And experience is going to be your teacher. Mm. So if you want to be a master salesman or saleswoman, or if you want to be a very great successful entrepreneur, then you need to pre- be able to constantly go out there and present, constantly be able to talk and, and get in front of people, and that's going to be your greatest teacher. The other thing is... Um, to increase your skill set is to go after people that have your success. Look for mentors. They already have the success that you want to achieve and you must be willing to pay for it. The greatest Mm -hmm. investment, the greatest investment you can ever do is invest in your mind, invest in your personal and professional development. I'm a big, huge advocate of personal experience Okay, get put your time out in the field, you know, put those hours in and go look for help outside of yourself. 
Excellent. And I think that is so valuable. Um, and I've spoken about it on this program many, many times. You're not an island in your business and you shouldn't be going about it on your own. You really should have help. And why not have help of people that have been successful and have already done it? I love that. So thank you for, uh, thank you for uh, finishing on that note, because that's perfect. Um, so where, Anthony, where can people find you? Uh, where, where can we find you and, and get a hold of you? Because you're brilliant and you, you've proven time and time again that you know your sales stuff, Mr. Hitman. <laughs> well, if anyone wanted to reach out to me, they could send an email to hitman at camachocoaching.com. That's hitman at camachocoaching.com. If they wanted to get any of my six published books, just go to Amazon Type in the white uh, search bar, Anthony Camacho. You'll see my books coming up. Um, you can contact me on um, or hit me up on LinkedIn, Anthony Camacho. Facebook, Anthony Camacho. Instagram, Anthony underscore Camacho. Um, those would be the best places that you could uh, you can contact me. Perfect, perfect. And um, do you have anything that they might want to get started with? Do you, beyond your books, do you have any kind of uh, entry level program that uh, that listeners can jump onto? Yeah, I got something even better for your listeners oh. today. So, cool. if you're able to go to Amazon and purchase any one of my books, and you leave an Amazon review, mm-hmm. I will give you a twenty minute. Um, coaching call, a sales strategy for your business. Yay. Thank you. That's wonderful. And you know what? The books are reasonably priced on Amazon. I've checked them out. They're not like you're not spending, you know, $29 for them. So they're reasonably (laughs) priced. And, um, you know, it's a starting point to improve your sales. And if you're not selling, you're, you've got a hobby, right? You've got an expensive (laughs) hobby and we need you selling. So that way, you can be more profitable. So with profit with a plan, we're always talking about trying to get profitable on that. So go out and do that. Thank you, Anthony. We appreciate that. And thank you everybody for listening today. I hope you found more than an idea or two to put into your business that will help your business become more profitable since we've said sales is everything. So if you'd like to learn uh, just how you can uh, make your business not only survive, but thrive, go check out my free uh, six tips at failproofbiz.com. And those six tips will help you increase your cash flow right now. They're super easy, implementable uh, tips. And while you're there, you can join my new six-day big profit strategy sprint. And we're getting that class, the next class going really soon. So go jump in there. And then that way you can get your uh, profits growing fast. Uh, Anthony and I would both love to hear your questions, ideas, or feedback on the show today. Please subscribe uh, and comment on today's podcast. We'd love to hear those. And as always, you can catch Profit with a Plan on any of your favorite podcast players. And we're looking forward to more great profitable information on next week's show. So until then, make your plans and profit with them. Thank you, Anthony, for showing up today. Go hit man and make our sales really grow. So we appreciate you. Thank you, Marcia. All right, thanks. Bye.